This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 7th of November, 2023. Later on Market Day, we'll speak with Matt Sherwood from Perpetual for the day's market action. But first, straight to the Reserve Bank, which lifted official interest rates by 25 basis points to 4.35%. After holding for four months, I spoke with David Bassanese, the Chief Economist at BetaShares. David, how worried do you think the RBA is now about returning inflation to its target band of between 2 to 3% in a reasonable time frame, given this, this 25 basis point increase in official interest rates today? Yeah, I, I think it obviously is worried. It's upgraded. I mean, what we learnt today is that it did upgrade its inflation forecasts. Um, it, it Basically, it's been tolerant of the inflation outlook, provided it's it's on track to get back into the band over the next couple of years by mid-25 has been their target. But at the moment, they've upgraded their forecast to say um, it's unlikely to get back to the, even to the top end of the band until the end of 25. So, uh, that's why they've raised rates today, just to sort of, you know, have more confidence that inflation is going to, you know, get get back um, o- over that time frame. Because the longer they wait, um, you know, the greater the risk that it gets embedded into expectations, uh, wage and price setting behaviour, uh, and then it's just harder to get rid of uh, uh, later. You know, and you need a deeper downturn. Is there a chance that the RBA is at all wrong? Because I've seen some commentary out there. We know that services inflation is quite sticky, but a component of that services inflation is that transport, rents, and, and that's not necessarily broad spending, though, is it? Look, it's it's symptomatic of an overall strong, strong economy or strong growth. I mean, uh, consumer spending is soft, but, but um, it's not that soft. We're not in recession. The unemployment rate is still near 50-year lows. Uh, you know, workers are still able to, you know, uh, demand reasonable wage gains at the moment. Wages have been, been lifting. Um, so what we're seeing at the moment is that the economy is strong enough that businesses have pricing power. Uh, in the in the transport sector, uh, in the rent sector, I mean, you know, higher immigration, for example, is tightening up the housing market, which is uh, helping tightening up the rental market as well. So, you, you can't you can obviously point to one or two things that are you know say, so, well, you know, interest rates aren't going to affect this thing. So why are we raising rates? Well, the thing is, you've got to affect the things you can and just make sure the overall rate of inflation is coming down. So if it's not coming down in some areas. Uh, it needs to be coming down more in other areas, and that's uh, that's what interest rates are, you know, designed to do. You mentioned um, the housing market there. Invariably, interest rates are linked to housing. Um, do you think higher interest rates can actually take the heat out of prices at all, or are those other factors, like you mentioned, low supply and migration, just too strong? Look, uh, they certainly haven't taken the heat out of the market over the past year. It's been, I think, one of the surprising aspects of, of, of this year has been house prices rebounding, uh, even with the interest rates uh, at, at these levels. So um, so on balance, I don't think the rate rises we've seen today, or even if we see one more 
will cause a major further correction in house prices. I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, immigration uh, is coming back. Housing construction uh, is down, so the supply of new housing uh, is, is, is not coming through. Um, so, you know, I think maybe what we'll see is that this rate rise will not knock, knock the wind out of the market a little bit. Uh, maybe you'll see prices go sideways for a while, but I, I don't anticipate, um, you know, a major downturn in house prices here, particularly given, you know, the economy overall is still okay. You know, unemployment is still sub 4%. Um, so uh, it, it's not a recipe for a, for a major house price correction. And finally, is there any indication in the statement that comes out with this release today of the potential f- for further rate rises? Yes, there there is. I mean, I I, I think the the comment that they remain you know focused on the data uh, suggests that I don't think they're going to be in a hurry to raise interest rates again in December. Um, I think they will wait, and it's really going to be dependent on the quarterly CPIs here. This rate rise was based on the higher-than-expected September quarter CPI we got a couple of weeks ago. And so they will now wait, I think, till the uh, December quarter CPI, which comes out in late January. Uh, if that is also uncomfortably high, uh, they they may well raise rates again in February. But I, I don't see a rate rise in, in December. Uh, and thereafter, you know, and then the, the next, you know, opportunity rate to 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 move rates will be in February. If we final question, if we're already talking about an, a potential another interest rate rise, so that's two after a period where we saw no rate rises, and after a period where many economists said, "Hey, we'd already reached the peak at four point one percent." What's what does that say about the economy and the ability for borrowers to handle these increases? Could, in other words, in other words, yeah. could it send the, the economy into recession? Look, I think the RBA is raising rates again today uh, because of the resilience of the economy. Yes, the economy has slowed um, at the margin. You know, consumer spending uh, certainly on a per capita basis is down, but you know we're we're at a time where the overall economy is 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 still pretty solid because of strong immigration, um, and so I think you know the rate rises. Uh, are reflecting economic resilience. They're reflecting the stubbornness of pricing power. Um, of course, you know there is a, obviously a, always a risk of, of recession if, if you keep raising interest rates. But I think the story of this year is that the economy overall has, is being more uh, resilient to the rate rises than expected. And I think part of the reason for that is that it's again interest rates are very um, unfair in the in the burden. It, it really burdens a narrow slice of households, particularly heavily. Um, and then there's you know many other households not as affected by higher interest rates that are you know still spending until such time as we get a decent increase in the unemployment rate. And that simply hasn't happened as yet. David Bassanet is there, the chief economist at Beta Shares. So, what does this 25 basis point increase in the official cash rate mean for your home loan? For that, I spoke with Sally Tindall, research director at Rate City. For someone with a $500,000 debt at the start of the hikes, today's increase will add an extra $76 onto their monthly mortgage. That's not a huge hurdle to pass. But when you add it all up over um, this course of what is now 13 rate hikes, they're looking at a total increase of $1,210. It's almost double the pain for someone with a million dollar debt. A total increase they're looking at of $2,420. That is almost like buying two brand new iPhones every single month. 
Still, borrowers haven't necessarily been hit with all these rate rises since May 2022, right? How so? That's right. Banks, by and large, have passed on all of the previous rate hikes up to this point. But uh, latest RBA data shows that the average owner-occupier has managed to refinance or renegotiate their way out of over 2.5 standard RBA hikes. That's an incredible statistic, particularly when you think about it. There's a lot of complacent borrowers out there that have copped uh, all 12 RBA hikes previously, uh, but there's also a cohort of borrowers that have gone and got themselves rate cuts that have wound back the clock by four or five standard RBA hikes. And that's fantastic to see. Sally Tyndall there from Rate City. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. The Australian share market closed lower today. The S&P ASX 200 down 0.3%, although it was lower earlier, uh, recovering a little bit after the RBA decision. For more, I spoke with Matt Sherwood, the Head of Investment Strategy at Perpetual. Matt, so the Reserve Bank lifted interest rates today. Was a rate rise warranted? Well, the banks hiked rates by 4% um, in the 13 months to June and then had a four-month pause. And Since then, they've had the opportunity to receive more data on inflation, more data on the labour market and general activity. And and what they concluded uh, was that the return of core inflation to within the band is just taking longer than expected. And they thought those risks were actually getting longer rather than shorter. Uh, And so they've taken action as they should have uh, today, if that is their view, uh, and moved rates um, up to 4.35%. Can you run us through the market reaction? Because in the moments after, we actually saw the Australian dollar fall against the US and then the markets rise. Now, this is the moments after. Should it not have been the other way around? Yeah, we got the complete opposite reaction today. So uh, bond prices or bond yields fell, the currency uh, uh, fell uh, and the share market rose. And uh, it would normally be the, um, you know, the complete opposite. And, you know, there there could be several reasons for that. First of all, uh, this was a very well telegraphed and uh, uh, forecasted rate hike by the RBA. So it could just be a matter of uh, buy the rumour, sell the fact. Um, and, and also you have to remember it is Melbourne Cup Day, so market liquidity is significantly down and that can exacerbate what is probably a, sh- a fairly shallow trend. So my expectation would be in the next couple of days that bond yields will rise, the currency will uh, appreciate and the share market will come off. Okay. What's the market's feeling now about the potential future hikes? Well, the RBA hasn't taken anything off the table, uh, but what they have removed from the statement um, is saying that, you know, more more hikes will actually uh, be needed. But in the end, they are data dependent. And I would argue that the RBA's forecasts have been pretty poor um, in terms of predicting where inflation um, is going to end up. You know, they've been continually too optimistic. Um, And one thing I thought was really interesting uh, in the RBA commentary was they highlighted what we're seeing and that is 
there is sustained, very strong service sector inflation. Um, and this is a problem not only in Australia, this is a problem all around the world um, in that uh, inflation has been coming down, uh, but it's really been a goods deflation story, whereas services inflation remains very, very brisk. Um, and obviously to get that better contained, get it lower and by virtue, get inflation back to within the target band. They need to generate higher unemployment. Um, and at the moment, the labour market in Australia um, remains very, very resilient. What about that argument that a lot of that services inflation, things like transport, I guess, particularly rents, are, are not necessarily a reflection of, of broad-based spending? Do you know what I mean? Well, I tend to say that the biggest cost in any services firm is labour um, and the labour market remains incredibly tight um, at the moment. And that impact, of course, has been exacerbated by half a million people coming into Australia uh, because these people not only uh, boost domestic demand and they spend, uh, as they would, uh, as you would expect, but also we've got to house these people um, and this, uh, they're coming into the country at a time where building approvals are actually going the other way. So the housing stock isn't growing to the level that we need, and that is putting a lot of pressure on rent markets, and it's exacerbating other things like electricity prices, food prices, and the like. And that means the economy is just too strong at the moment uh, to get uh, core inflation to the midpoint of the band, and that's what the bank's been highlighting. If there's another rate rise still on the table, like you said, the RBA hasn't said yes or no, but it's potentially still on the table. We know that places like the US, for example, there's increasing chatter that rates may have peaked. This, this, I guess, evolving interest rate environment, does it change things for you as an investor? Oh, not really, because we're already defensively positioned um, as it is. We've got a low equity weight and obviously the biggest risk from a portfolio um, in terms of capital losses from rate hikes is in the equity market rather than necessarily in the bond market. Uh, but I think really the key message at the moment is that whilst the bank has taken out you know, needs for further rate increases, what we also do have to remember that Australian inflation is, is stickier at a much higher level than what we're seeing globally. So in September, the last inflation report came out at an annualised rate of four and a half. And that compares with 3%, for example, in the last three months in uh, the US, one and a half percent in Europe. Um, and so it's really the fact that whilst growth's been coming off, inflation's staying elevated. So it's kind of a stagflationary backdrop. Uh, and the banks learned the lessons from the 1970s. Um, and they're going to keep rates elevated for a prolonged period of time. And the only uncertainty really is are they going to go again? Matt Sherwood there from Perpetual. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.